I don't have the energy for you today. Oh, that's sometimes that's just how you feel in Giant Land. This is Tim Stinger, Giant Straight Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Want to talk about the Giants hiring their new defensive coordinator? Want to talk about the table process in reference to interviewing? Because the spin zone is already in full effect. Uh, so the Giants uh, are are going to hire the former Tennessee Titans coordinator, uh, Shane Bowen, and um, you know it, it, it's you know it's it's one of those things that it's about time that the Giants hired somebody. It, it's it's been a while. We've gone through the process, and Wink has talked about. I'm Wink. Excuse me, Brian. Dable, I, I miss Wink. Brian Dable has talked about the process and how they're following the interviews, and that's what's leading them to their hires. They're not going to mention that they hired eight candidates. Two of them turned them down, and there is rumors that they hired a lot more. Excuse me, interviewed a lot more than eight candidates. But we we, we don't want to talk about that because we we just you know we just don't want to get banned. Get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Is the Shane Bowman hire good? I don't know. To be honest, uh, I I followed the Tennessee Titans for the last two years because of Malik Willis. There's a lot of people that are going to point out specific things about last year's defense, how they ranked first in this and how they were 5% higher in this and how they were this and this. Um, And statistics are great. And we've always talked about it before, but statistics don't show you the whole story. And I just think to myself, I'm happy the Giants hired someone who has defensive coordinator experience. Um, uh, you are in the second rebuild within three years. So if you bring in a non-experienced coordinator, you are more than likely going to have to give that coordinator some time to mature and turn into something maybe that, that they can be in reference to the, you know, into the reference to the defense coordinator position. But I don't think giant fans can sit there for another year and, and have a, have a Mike Kafka type. And we're still going through the Mike Kafka type experiment. And I'm not saying Denard was going to be that way. I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm happy that the Giants went out and found someone who has the experience in the NFL, has been the coordinator for a couple of years now. The defense at times has played extremely well. Like I said, with the Titans, everyone's going to talk about the red zone percentage and the third down percentage and this and that. But I actually watch probably about 80% of the Titan games. And I, and there, there were some issues in 2023 that weren't there in 2022 and 2021. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but if you even go back to like the Pittsburgh game, the Titan defense has always been known for stopping the run. The Pittsburgh game, they gave up over 140 yards rushing, which is probably some of the most, and Pittsburgh's not a good rushing team to the point that, um, Coach Rabel had to come out and say when they're talking about you know what's going wrong, he says it's just fun. It's just a fundamental run defense. This is what Rabel said when asked what was missing. You set the edge. Everyone fits where they're supposed to fit. When the ball is declared, you shed and you tackle. Okay, so it seems very simplistic. And and this, like I said, this was after. And people will talk about well, they only gave up eighty eight yards rushing. Yeah, but how many yards did they give up passing? Just asking for a friend. Because uh, at one point in time, when you only give up X amount of passing, rushing yards to passing yards, more than likely they see what your weakness is and the opponents attack that weakness. So, so you may, you know, it's one of those things. You may only have 88 yards of rushing. You may have given up 300 yards passing. That's because teams know don't run against the Titans. Just throw the ball. And I, I, I go back to a lot of the fourth quarter collapses, especially against Indianapolis, 
I, I go out to the fact that they their defense gave up 23 or more points, I think, eight times. Um, so you have to point – everything you want to look at that's good, you also have to point out some things that you have to have some concerns about because that's just historically what you do as a commentator. I love the fact, like I said, he he's 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 been in the league. He's been technically the quasi defensive coordinator since 2020, the strike uh, the COVID shortened season. And I find this interesting because you got to do a little digging. And the more and the more that I dig on Shane, the more and more I, I just kind of I'm not throwing up red flags. More and more I just kind of just have questions. 2020 season per Mike Vrabel. I believe they went 10 and six, but they had, they had a horrific defense and Mike Vrabel even came out and said, Shane, even though he did not have the title Shane in 2020, he was technically the defensive coordinator. He ran all the plays. I mean, he, 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 he installed the offenses, excuse me, the defenses. He, he, he ran all the meetings and he called the plays on Sunday. Now the t- defense in 2020 ranked 28th in total defense allowing 398, uh, 398.3 yards per game, checked in at 29th in the NFL against the pass and 24th in scoring. And like I said, the next year, the title of defense coordinator was given to Shane Bowman. And But you take a look at the statistics from the year before, and even though Vrabel said, you know, even though he didn't have the title because they didn't have a defensive coordinator that year or, or a title defense coordinator in Tennessee, he was Shane Bowman was technically the defensive coordinator. So that was technically, you could say his first season as being a coordinator, which wasn't that great. Now, 2021, the team goes, you know, the team goes back into dominance and in defense, massive improvement in defense in Tennessee, massive improvement. Then you think, but you think, and so you think to yourself and Shane was the defense coordinator, there, but then you think, kind of think to yourself, what changed between 2020 and 2021? Did that, was there a year of maturity for Shane? And the, and the answer to that is yes, there was a year of maturity. But also, the Tennessee Titans hired former Tennessee Titan defensive coordinator and head coach, excuse me, and Lions head coach and Philadelphia Eagles head coach, Jim Schwartz. And he was basically, uh, he, he was a role of a senior defensive assistant. And it took some digging. It took some interesting to try to find some information about what exactly did Jim Schwartz do for those two years in Tennessee? And I thought it was kind of interesting because I talked to some people that were, you know, that are in Tennessee, you know, outside of the building, there wasn't really much information about what Schwartz did those two years, but Jim Schwartz said it, said it best. He actually said this in an interview after he went and took the defense coordinator job with the Cleveland Browns. My job was to be a mentor. My job was to give an extra set of eyes. My job was to make suggestions and not be ruffled if they were not, not acted on. My job was not to be the coordinator, but my job was to help the coordinator and to help his position coaches and maybe say, hey, look, you could do it this way. I've had, I've had success doing it the other way in the past. You might want to try this. So the defense markedly improved from 2000 to 2021 because, you know, and, and I, you have to give it, you can't, you can't dismiss the fact that Jim Schwartz was there. And Jim Schwartz was there for 2021, 2022. And some of the defensive issues reoccurred in 2023. So what was it? What was the, what was the difference? Well, Jim Schwartz left before the 2023 season to take the defense coordinator job with the Cleveland Browns. I'm not saying that Shane is going to fail. 
I'm not sh- saying that it's not a good hire because I, 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 like I said, I, I rather have this guy with it has experience and has the wherewithal. But Vrabel, even though he thought so much of Shane to make him the official defensive coordinator, he brought in a mentor. My job was to be a mentor. My job was to give an extra set of eyes. My job was to make suggestions and not get ruffled when they weren't acted up. My job was not to be the coordinator, but my job was to help the coordinator and his position coaches and maybe say, hey, you can do it this way. That's what this, That's from the mouth of Jim Schwartz. Just, I, I, again, I'm just, throwing, I'm just throwing this stuff out there. And with the spin zone working on now, you know, uh, the Giants are saying, well, Dable is just taking the interviews where they, I mean, he's just following where the interviews take him. He, he you know, where, where you, you don't have to have any type of, um, well, you don't have to be bald and you don't have to have any type of connection with Dable. We're just following the interviews and the interviews are following us to, to Shane Bowman. Okay. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But you also had, you've also officially interviewed eight people. There's rumors coming out that they also unofficially interviewed like five or six more. You offered the job to two other people and they turned and they turned you down. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like um, it, it doesn't sound like you were following the path. It, it kind of seems like the path kind of you hit a detour at each time and you had to go backtrack. Like I said, guys, it is what it is. There's so many people that get upset about this hire. I'm not upset about it. It is what it is. If he if he succeeds, then he's he's going to be a great hire. If he fails, then it's going to be another mark against Shane and Dable. You know, his his defense showed success for those three years, but two of those three years when he was at the height of his success, he had Mike Vrabel and Jim Schwartz there. The Schwartz be with you. So you have you have to look, you have to look at the whole picture. The defense kind of took a step back in 2023. But like I said, we were only going to point out stats that that make the point that this was a great hire. But you got to, like I said, one of the things we try to do with this channel, we like it, we try to look at the whole, that's why I hate when people call it negative. We try to look at the whole picture. You got to look at everything. You can't just look at, well, on paper, his stats were this in the red zone. His stats were 0.05% better than any other team in the NFL. And they only gave up. They'll, they'll talk again. How many? We only gave up eighty-eight point six yards against the uh, against the rush. How many yards did you give up passing? How many interceptions did you have? How many sacks did you have? You know, you're going to have a lot of zone blitzes with this guy. How is that going to affect Kayvon Thibodeau? How's that? How's this going to affect Dexter Lawrence? Was this was this a fit of of was this a fit of need because they had to fill the role? Or was this a guy that the Giants truly wanted? And the answer is this isn't the guy that truly wanted the Giants. I mean, the Giants truly wanted because they offered the job to two other guys. There, there's the old TV show Night Court, and uh, I remember this. I remember watching it as a kid, and uh, the judge Harry, I, 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 he's, I forget what kind of he's, he's like a, he's a Night Court judge, um, and he wasn't qualified to be the judge. He was you know he wasn't really qualified to be a judge, and he was he was the last on the list you know, in reference to new judges. So they call the, the, the story goes that they, he, he tells the story that they, um, you know, the, whoever picks the judges called the people on the list and no one on the list was home. Nobody picked up the phone and Harry was the only one that picked up the phone. So he became judge. <laughs> he became judge Harry because, and he even says, I became a judge because I was home. 
And, you know, I guess he's like a really great judge. I don't remember seeing all the show, but maybe that's what Shane Bowman's going to be. Maybe he's going to be a really great hire for the Giants. I don't think people need to get so upset about this hire because there's so many people that are upset. I mean, I I thank God for YouTube uh, and and thank God for the streams because I try to sit in on some of these uh, some of these Twitter chats or whatever they're called, the Twitter rooms or whatever. And those those get so toxic so quickly. I thank the Lord for the people that follow this channel and the people that come onto the streams because it's an intelligent conversation. We, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it, but you know, and we, and we question things, but the toxicity is not, you know, if, if, like I said, if, if he's a great hire, I'm, I'm going to be ecstatic. You got to give him the opportunity. You got to give him the chance. You got to give him the chance to succeed in reference to Shane. That's all you, that's what you have to do. If you go by week eight or nine, he's not cutting it and it's not looking good then you can start questioning things a little bit more. But there's no reason to get upset about it, guys. I mean, truly, have a beer. Don't cost nothing. Oh, we're going to have a lot of shows coming up the next couple of days, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And as always, this is Tim, this is New York Giants, Giants Straight Talks. So don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to ring that bug, you're on the way. That'll be awesome.